I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Thank you for making us a part of your Thursday with Paul. I'm Aaron. We'd love to hear your th- your thoughts and comments in the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T 973com You can also weigh in through the double T 973 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. I'm curious to kind of go back to the Texas Bowl from last night. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. I mean, this, this Aggie squad was decimated. Yeah. Right. Head coach fired. Offensive coordinator left. Um, you know, defensive coordinator was uh, calling plays. Um, or actually, no, wasn't even. He's the, the D line coach. The D line coach was the acting uh, head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were down to their fourth string quarterback for basically that entire game. The she starter, actually looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the starter who uh, entered the game got injured in his first play, I think broke his arm. Yeah. Gnarly looking injury. Uh, I don't know that they had any scholarship cornerbacks available. No. Nope. Um, they were down to three scholarship receivers. They only had two normal defensive starters. Mm hmm. It was a mess. Oh, yeah. And they, they had a chance to tie it there at the end, right? I mean, it was it oh, was an eight-point sure. game. It was a one-possession game there at the end, and uh, they were throwing into the end zone as time expired. Should have had two plays at the end, but they screwed up somehow mm-hmm. uh, spiking the football. So I guess I, I say all that to ask the question, are we going to – are we going to overrate Oklahoma State for getting to ten wins for beating A and M? I think as as time moves on and we forget about the nitty gritty of this game, and mm-hmm. everyone will. Yeah, they will. Right? You'll look back and go, "Oh, they beat A and M. They beat an SEC team that's recruited well and didn't have their head coach, but still." Um, I mean, they scored seven points in the second half. I know. Like it shouldn't be that way, right? Like A and M was down twenty four to six at the halftime break, right? Mm-hmm. They're decimated. They have nobody. Their starting quarterback for the game is out. You know, they're, they're two quarters away from being done with the season, so that Elijah Robinson can go to Syracuse and all these other places. Coaches can scatter across the country, mm-hmm. um, and they put up a fight. Like kudos to them. Like oh, yeah. no cap. I mean, seventeen points. Um, Marcel Reed did a, did a pretty good job, I think, uh, a, a great job considering the circumstances. Yeah, I'd say, um, like the, the poke should have, it should have been better. It, yeah, it really should have been. And I mean, I think you, that was kind of a little bit of what I was maybe alluding to, too, with some of the throws that Bowman took that he probably didn't need to do. Half I mean, their offense was, hey, let's throw it deep. Exactly, and see hope what for happens. a P.I. or our guy <laughs> or, will beat their walk-on corners for a jump ball. And they did. Kudos yeah, to them. Absolutely. We didn't see any of that really this year at Texas Tech. No. Um, and they won the game. I'm not trying to, like, you know, sure dunk on them. I'm just saying, are we going to overrate them as a result? Unfortunately, I think that will happen. I, I you know, it's... 
it, it it will be a stat line that people look at and versus actually going back and breaking down the film and looking to see, okay, well, what what did that matchup look like in the secondary? You had, you know, obviously they've got some good sized receivers for Oklahoma State. I'm definitely not gonna knock them for that. And they they use the best of their ability to make some catches last night. They were pretty phenomenal. But you yeah, you, you outclass them to in duplicate. that duplicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Game after game. Right. Yeah, I don't. What well, you can't do that, even even in the newly restructured Big Twelve, which we'll have next year with sixteen teams, and um, I, you can't duplicate that. There's there's no scenario that plays out that way. But I unfortunately, um, and we've seen this the last few years. I think you're going to see quite a bit more of this when it rolls around to bowl season, and you have teams that aren't playing. For a national championship next year, it'll be 12 teams. If you're not one of those 12 or those other bowl games, are you going to see um, massive defection and lots of other kids that go, you know what, I'm good. I'm not going to play in this game or um, declare for the NFL draft. That just it wouldn't shock me if we didn't see a big trend of this. So I think what we saw out of AM might be just a sign of things to come in the in the next few years, and at least outside of your New York Six Bowls. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Oklahoma State did win ten games. That's good in any season. I agree. Sure, it was a very no. It's a great es- deal, especially considering how down on Oklahoma State a lot of folks were, myself included. Oh. I'm lumping myself in that um, for all of the, the the transfers over the off season. Yes, um, you know they they exceeded expectations in a gigantic way, and they're going to get a lot of credit going into the next year. I think in terms of preseason polls and all that stuff in the Big Twelve. That I'm, I'm not arguing against any of that. I think right. that's all factual. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, are we just going to overrate them as a result? Because, I mean, four of their seven Big 12 wins and then their bowl game, mm-hmm. one score, yeah. one possession yeah. wins, right? They they lost an ugly one to Oklahoma State or to uh, to UCF, rather. Yeah. They got obliterated by Texas. Mm-hmm. We're Texas, Texas in that club, too. Um, you know, they, they lost to South Alabama. Mm-hmm. This is not... This is not an Oklahoma State team that is just going to overwhelm you with talent. No. Right? They're not. It's going to be an out-execute you win, right? Out-focus, out-discipline you. And it, it worked great this season. I just don't know that it's it's tough to sustain that, I think, year after year, game right. after game. G- Gundy deserves a lot of credit. He's done a great job. He deserves benefit of the doubt. I, I think that they will be good next year. Don't get yeah. it wrong. Yeah. No. But I, th- I think we're collectively we're all going to think they're going to be better than they are. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, would they? Would I put them in the top third? Probably so. Yeah. Given sure. given given history, given and I know we're really bad about that and say, oh, historically speaking, you've done this, this, and this. But uh, from from even just the eye test, I think you still would probably put them easily in the top third. But you will get a lot, garner a lot more credit than you probably deserve by winning those ten games. And yeah, and that's coming from, you know, people that cover around a program that has had very few double-digit win winning seasons. And uh, so they're they're nice to have. They're a nice little pad. They're something to to point out to to recruits and go, hey, you know, we won ten games last year. That's that says something in in our league. And this was the league before. We had them some major shifts. I think they do have a, a pretty manageable schedule for oh, yeah. the second year in a row. 
Uh, they play Arkansas in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is a mess. Yeah, they are. Um, their road games, of which they have four in the Big 12, I, I don't know. I mean, Kansas State will be ch- challenging, right? Mm-hmm. You, you'd much rather play sure. at Cincinnati or something like that. Oh, but yeah. at Baylor, at BYU, at mm-hmm. Colorado, was a pretty choice. Oh, for right. Sure. I think most teams are picking those if they're filling out their mm-hmm. schedule for road games. They get Arizona State, Utah, Tech, West Virginia, and uh, they also go to TCU. I don't know why this is all split up like four and one, but anyways. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird alignment, I guess, until they get some more specifics well, I, I, in there too. Yeah, so. It's just it's not in order, but mm-hmm. I would think that no. they lump all the Big 12 road games together anyways. So, I mean, the, the Mountaineers will be tough, right? Yeah, they won oh, nine no. games. Ho- hopefully Tech will be challenging. Uh, Utah, I expect, is not going to go away. Um but still, you get those games in Stillwater. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. AD, do you want Texas to win the national championship? Hell no. Absolutely not. No. Um, I I am rooting for uh, Washington. Yeah. I don't know how likely that is to happen uh, for them to win, but I'm I'm well, Team Huskies. Uh, and, and you're talking about, um, you know, with – with a squad like Washington that, you know, was just a score away from not playing in this, in this right. college football playoff game. And then uh, a Texas team that lost to Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you just don't know. Just really, these are college kids. Emotions run high. We'll just kind of see what happens when they hit the field. More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with paul i'm aaron we'd love to hear what you have to say on the yates flooring center chat line at double t 97.3.com Somebody had this come in on the H Flooring Center chat line. Any comments on TJ Shannon? We talked about the, at the top of the show. Right. Uh, I'm not really. It's not really something to discuss. Yeah. It's happened. It sucks. Uh, hopefully, uh, you, you know, justice prevails. Whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to read about it, go to ESPN. I, yeah. I, I'm really just not here to talk about sexual assault. Um, this on the chat line. Do you guys think that Kirby will run up the score to make a statement, or will he shut it down in the fourth? I assume you mean Kirby Smart. Um, I don't. I don't think he'll just. What 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 is he going to gain? Not not a whole lot. I I think I think the actions of the players on the field will will say all he needs to say. And and do I think there will be opportunities for people beyond the first string and maybe beyond the second string? Yeah, I think that might happen. Um, but no, I don't. I don't think he's checking a box off to just say, well, you know, if we have the opportunity, let's just blow these guys out of the water. No, I think they're just going to do their game plan, uh, win their game. Yeah, they probably they feel shafted just like everybody else does to a certain extent, but they had the opportunity to make sure that that didn't happen by beating Alabama in the uh, SEC title game. Didn't do it. That's why they are where they are. Do you know, have you seen how much Georgia's favored by? I have not. 20 points. Not surprised. No, like, I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, just because. I knew it was going to be double digits, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 
But I, 20 not, is a lot. I'm yeah, I will agree with that. That's 20 is a lot of points. But I, you know, but I would, I would say probably. It's I, the Orange Bowl, man. Like you shouldn't have a 20 point spread between Power Five teams in the Orange Bowl, right? But once again, that that probably also goes to the what we talked about earlier, and I would usually wouldn't include the new the uh, New Year's Six games, but. If you're not playing in that in that final four, <laughs> you know, you really don't know whether somebody's going to, you know, give a darn whether they're going to play in a game like that or not because they're not ultimately playing in the ultimate game. And as soon as that all happened, you kind of saw what happened with Florida State. You um, yeah, guys are like, okay, well, I'm good. <laughs> We're not playing for a title. Oh, well. I mean, o- Oregon – is a smaller favorite over Liberty, mm-hmm. which you know, than Georgia is over Florida State. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I, just, I th- and I think you also look, and in that instance, you look at how Oregon's games turned out. I mean, you can go all the way back to your first game here in Lubbock, Texas, uh, your second game of the season, and how close that game was. Um, you know, and then you saw they obviously the. The team that beat them to get to that uh, college football playoff game with Washington, they, they did what they had to do to get there. I don't know. I I think Oregon played in, in several really close games over the course of the season, more so than a, than a Georgia did. So I guess when it's all said and done, that's probably the reason why people will, will throw more respect. And then given the, the attitude and everything else that's gone along with Florida State, I uh, which is kind of a bit of a mess, as we talked about uh, last time I was here with you. Um, I just I don't know whether there's the incentive now to have that kind of performance. You know, it, you know, you have a chance, but I don't I don't see it out of them. Yeah, I mean G- Georgia does not need to impress anybody. Not at all. It's, it's going to get all kinds of benefit of the doubt in terms of preseason rankings sure. and all that stuff. They'll probably be um, one or two to start out the yeah. year next year. So I think they'll play, and, um, you know, I don't expect them to just crawl into a hole once they're mm-hmm. up by three scores or whatever it might be in the second half. But, uh, you know, and I think recruiting, too, uh, there's probably some incentive there from a Georgia perspective to um, make sure that it's not close. Mm-hmm. Again, not embarrass Florida State. Sure. Not, not, run four verts with 15 seconds to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, you recruit against Florida State if you're Georgia. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but you do. And you, you were working to flip. Actually, you did. No, they did flip the Florida State commit. K.J. Bolden. Yeah, they did. Um, there at the end. So I would I would think that for sure they want to send a message, but again, not, not embarrass them. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um. I didn't get to say this the other day. The only reason the SEC would add Florida State is because ESPN doesn't want the Big Ten in their territory. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much that that matters. Um, yeah. um, it just you know, markets fluctuate. It just kind of depends on what they're looking for. Um, it really does, you know, and and it's it's so funny that the 
television contracts and everything that goes along with those is um, it's is more complicated than than first appearing. I don't know. I wouldn't even pretend to know all the details involved with that and who's you know, okay. Well, we've got this area staked out. You don't need to get into this area. Um, but you know that then it just comes down to a battle between million and billionaires for um, broadcast rights. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that really will play much of a factor at all. Yeah, I don't know that they're worried about geography. No. There are there are plenty of Big Ten fans in Florida, right? A lot of retirees mm-hmm. that go down to uh, Absolutely. Florida. Quite a bit. Um, I mean, there's, I would <laughs> venture to say, I mean, a majority of the East Coast, that is the destination retirement location sure. is Florida. It just is. I mean... Yeah, you, you, it takes like one trip there to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it wouldn't shock me at all. This in the Yates Flooring Center chat line um, from our friend Michael from the ranch. Of course, Florida State recruits against Georgia. Florida State beat out Georgia and got Ron Simmons back way in the day. Yeah, I mean it's picked up of late. You know, right. four years ago, I don't know that it was as. Um, as heated between the two programs, but uh, Mike Norvell has that program kind of humming again. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I just don't think that geography plays a role into this. I mean, if you're ESPN two, you're also going to be bidding on the playoff when mm-hmm. that new contract comes up. Yeah. So that's more money that you'll be spending. Sure. And yeah, I just, I just. There ha- there's a limit, I think, on what they're going to spend for college football, especially in this market, and I don't know that they're going to just break the bank for Florida State. We'll see. I don't. I mean, do you think that we know? Let me put it this way: mm-hmm. how, how much further do you expect this story to advance a year from now? Right? Not that you know anything, like right. in terms of inner workings, but. Would you be shocked if this story wasn't much more advanced than it is right now? With with attorneys involved, <laughs> I mean, it's right. anybody's guess. Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be over tomorrow, and then it could be over two or three years from now. It it's anybody's guess. It just you know who who is more motivated to get things settled at really at this point? Is it Florida State? Is it the ACC? Is it the NCAA? Who knows? But yeah, I I don't I wouldn't put a timeline on anything. I mean, we definitely could be talking about it next year. More tech talk next. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. With Paul, I'm Aaron. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. It, uh... 
been kind of a crummy bowl season so far for the ACC. Yeah. Um, as we watch Rutgers uh, lead um, Miami. Miami right now in the Fenway. I'm sorry, the Pinstripe Bowl, 21-17, three minutes to go in the third quarter. We have that game for you on 100.7, the score. Um, NC State will try to, uh, you know, carry the flag for the ACC here in a little bit when they take on Kansas State in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. But um, South Florida blanked Syracuse 45-0. Georgia Tech did beat UCF. Mm -hmm. And Duke did beat uh, Troy. USC walloped a top 15 Louisville team last night in the Holiday Bowl. They did. Um, West Virginia dominated North Carolina yes, they did. in the Mayo Bowl. Vatech did beat Tulane. That's a quality win. Mm -hmm. Just um, yeah, a lot of average there from the ACC so far. Yeah. No, I, you you expected more, but it, especially in light of every all the uh, the rumors swirling and everything else that's tied to the ACC, you would hope as a conference you wanted to show up to some of these games. Because like, if this score holds... Right, throw the records aside. Mm -hmm. I mean, Miami is seven and five, Rutgers and six and six. There's not a huge difference there. No. Miami should never lose to Rutgers in football. No, <laughs> it no. just shouldn't happen. No, right? And and yet here we're we're, we're what seventeen minutes away from that happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and and Rutgers has the ball now, so you know Louisville had a chance to get a nice win last night in the Holiday Bowl. Uh, USC was playing a backup quarterback. Oh, yeah. He, he looked, smoked. Yeah, he yeah. looked great. Six six touchdown passes. Yeah. A USC bowl record. Um, I mean, Syracuse couldn't score a single point against South Florida. And, and hell, Boston College, they won today by mm -hmm. beating a future ACC team. Yeah. So even then, it was kind of, <laughs> you know, I know, kind of a net zero there. It really was. Um, yeah, so especially the fact that SMU was talking such a big game before that and uh, how exciting it's going to be to have uh, the ponies in the ACC. And, um, yeah, that's that's not what you want to do. If they're, if you're going to talk big, you got to back it, and SMU clearly didn't do that. No. Not and, at all. I mean, yeah. Not at, at all. SMU to the ACC is a joke. It is. Um, it is. It is. They are the least deserving group of five to power five mm -hmm. addition in the last, I mean, really since we've been tracking this stuff. Yeah. Um, th their attendance numbers are embarrassing. Oh. Uh, th their their lack of success, despite their super good location, um, despite how relatively you know weak their competition has been, mm -hmm. despite their talent level over the last 10 years especially, is terrible they had a good season this year they won their conference the they AAC. were they were in the acc really before all that happened right like that invitation was out there more or less before that happened right um yeah it, it's a it's a joke program it yeah there you go i mean i don't know really anything else to add on that one other than i just it's it's comical when uh, and i know a part of it still goes back to the death penalty and whether you were actually able to get everything together and function as a normal program, athletically speaking. And I think for the most part, they kind of did, but you have, uh, you've had some opportunities. You've, I've seen so many announcements from all these really um, very sought after recruits signing with SMU. 
show me something when you get on the field. I mean, we've had some kids from here around here too that have gone to to SMU to play. Yeah, and yeah, I I want to see more on the field and the results as far as the the try the fans not showing up for the games. Yeah, we we have our share of issues from time to time, but it's it's never been to that magnitude. And I remember going to football games in the old Southwest Conference and going to games at SMU, and there were fans there, and easily, easily a sellout for, for some of those games. Not anymore. And when you have a bowl game with two teams that really, yeah, they're another, they're two other Texas teams, but they sell it out. Not only they set a record for the year, for the attendance, <laughs> they were out of alcohol by the third quarter. You, you've, you, I, I, it's just kind of mind numbing to me. And you, you won 11 games. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not like you you <laughs> suffer through some kind of miserable two and ten season, right? Right, which is totally understandable. No one wants to go and watch their favorite team get their asses kicked. No, this no. is an entertainment property after all. Absolutely, um, it is. but you know, if, if you're an SMU fan, or you know, most SMU fans, because not everyone likes to go to games. I sure. certainly am not. You know, I'm certainly in that category. But like, you would think that enough SMU fans would want to go to games to watch their conference champion team mm-hmm. play some football, and clearly not. Well, Why did this freeze? And it's part of, I think a lot of that is to the, um, I would have to say, the DFW area in general. I think there's a, it's a struggle for TCU. It's a struggle for North Texas to get fans in the stands because you have so many different competing things, and that's always been the case. But before, though, it just seemed like you still had a grasp on retaining some of those fans and getting their interest. You've got, and now you've got alumni that are <laughs> contributing to, you know, NIL, and uh, you, you've probably got more of an investment now financially than you've had at any point in time. Now is the time you should show up. And watch your team play, and especially when they've won a lot of games. You, you know what uh, SMU football is? Because uh, you're right; they they have a lot of money. Right? Yeah, tons of money. They have they have a lot of boosters with money that are willing to spend it on their program, which is great. And and you know, and Tech is lucky to have those too. SMU football is like the Saudi Arabian soccer league, right? Mm-hmm. They're pumping billions of dollars into paying all these top flight European football players. Well, not always European, but from the European leagues, sure. right? La Liga, EPL, et cetera, um, to come play football in Saudi Arabia for just insane salaries, hundreds of millions of mm-hmm. dollars, and no one shows up. No one shows up. It's not of Pumping interest. all this money into it, <laughs> no one shows up. SMU is Saudi Arabia, bro. More Tech Talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. How you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Paul, I'm Aaron. We'll have coverage coming up at Texas Tech Basketball versus Sam Houston, the Bearcats. Um, tip off tonight from the USA is at seven red Raiders um, just have two games left in their non-conference 
schedule. Sam Houston mm-hmm. tonight, and then uh, North Alabama on New Year's Day, so next Monday. And then from there, it's conference play. Time for conference play, yeah. Red Raiders 9-2, and two, only uh, four programs, four teams, have uh, more losses than Tech at the moment. K-State 9-3, and three, UCF 8-3, and three, Oklahoma State 6-5, and five, and West Virginia uh, 5-7. and seven. Wow. Yeah. We kind of knew some. it would be a rough year overall for West Virginia with all the turmoil that they had coming into it. But, yeah, the rest of the conference looks... I mean... <laughs> looks stout like we expected it to look. Um, coming in, I, I'm excited for basketball, for conference basketball season, really, really to get here. Um, I think you're going to know a whole lot more about your team once that gets underway. It's, you know, and, and, it, and part of it is you've got so many new pieces and you're, you know, Coach McCaslin's trying to mix and match and find the right setup. You've dealt with injuries on top of that. You have guys that you know are... Um, kind of natural leaders on the court you're giving them that opportunity to show that uh, you've got guys that you didn't know or maybe you did know they could do what they're doing and uh now they're getting a chance to show it so I, I'm, I'm excited for conference season i really am paul has this will the bus shuttles run from soccer field parking lot to the usa this evening i would I mean, if they normally I imagine, do, I would guess so. I would imagine so. Um, check out, if you guys check out traffic and parking, they usually have everything kind of laid out with exactly what you can do, where you can park. Um, that that would be my suggestion to you. They, uh, I know <laughs> I know when we have alternate plans over at the university, they try and, uh, they try and cover everything, but traffic and parking usually has everything kind of up to speed on their website, so that would be my suggestion to you. Love to get your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T dot com. Uh, so with the tech game tonight, are you not going to be watching um, bowl games this evening instead? Uh, I'll probably go a little bit, uh, probably flip back and forth. I mean, holiday or the Alabama Bowl tonight should be good. Oh, I think. it should be fantastic. Arizona and Oklahoma. It'll be the, the Jackson Arnold era beginning early for the Sooners. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then I want to get a good look at uh, that quarterback for the Wildcats, too. It would be a great game to watch. Noah you're, Fita. You're watching your your outgoing team and your incoming team to the Big 12. That that would be a, a fun game to to watch. I saw somebody post something along the lines of, like, I, it's, I'm going to count them both. Either one is a Big 12 win. Sure. <laughs> Which is fine. I think it's fair. That's what we're going to have next year. I'm when we talked last time about Arizona coming into the conference and and how that will look and they should be picked up towards the top of the conference, rightly so, after what we've seen. And a win tonight against Oklahoma will get a, a long way towards that, um, kind of affirming that thought process. Then K-State will take on NC State here in about 45 minutes or so mm-hmm. on the Pop-Tarts Bowl. The The... Bull mascot for that game is supposed to be edible. Oh yeah, I I don't know how that works yet. <laughs> I don't either. Do they chase him around? I mean, I don't I don't know. <laughs> don't let him in the bleachers. I I I, I don't know. 
That would actually, the trophy itself is excellent with the two slots on the top of the football that have Pop-Tarts poking out. Uh, it's it's I fantastic. I like that part. Yeah. I think that they nailed that assignment. Mm-hmm. I think the rest of it is very kind of generic. Yeah. It's it's like a three, it's almost like a wedding cake. Three-tiered. <laughs> they slap <laughs> some metallic Pop-Tarts on the side. Yeah. Um, I think they could have done a lot better. I feel like they spent all of their... Um, creativity on the the topper mm-hmm. there. Oh, for sure. And again, that's cool. And then just kind of mailed in the last the, the bottom seventy five percent. Well, I mean, the trophy that Tech brought home from the Independence Bowl uh, that was that gigantic. Was gigantic. That is one of the largest trophies that I've seen for a bowl game win in a while. Uh, Rutgers has just gone up on Miami 26 to 17. No, now 27, 17, excuse mm-hmm. me with the PAT pending. So soon to be 28, 17. Um, yeah, Miami, man, that's, yeah. I mean, they're kind of pretty much forcing their will on Miami right now. The Rutgers is, and the, the, they took the lead over Miami off of a blocked punt in the end zone to put themselves in that position to allow them to get to, to 27 now. So it, it looks like Rutgers is, uh, they came to play. Mario Cristobal is in a great job in recruiting at Miami, mm-hmm. but man, uh, it, it that <laughs> needs to brutal. show up at yeah. some point, right? They were eighth in the country last year in the, in recruiting. They just signed and realized, I mean, obviously they're not on campus yet, but they right. just signed the fourth best class in the country last week. Um, I don't, I don't know that you can manage too many more seven and six seasons when you're recruiting like that. Well, I mean, it's it's Texas A and M all over again, is it not? I mean, it's same kind of deal. You you recruit all these huge classes, you shell out a astronomical amount of NIL to get those kids there too, and yeah, and nothing to show other than just mediocrity but at least like at least a&m can say hey we 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 have played in the sec west and so we've been playing alabama and lsu uh every year on top of you know auburn and ole miss one of which is usually pretty decent Uh, whereas miami has been just in in a pretty a winnable situation top heavy conference yeah it's been in a winnable situation and is just not executed when the opportunity arose. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not some uh, Miami fan. Uh, I enjoy watching them lose, but uh, who boy? <laughs> yeah, this would like, be you just of... you just shouldn't be uh, losing to Rutgers. Yeah, yeah, nothing like poop in the bed to to end your football season and bring you in ever that do new that? year. <laughs> do what? Poop your bed. I probably did when I was a kid. I don't, mm. you know. That's not I don't, a memory I, I recall. Or I wet the recall. bed plenty as a kid. <laughs> I don't ever remember pooping in my bed. Yeah. The pee thing, yeah. yeah. That's that's kind of a natural deal. Hmm. Trying to figure everything out. But, yeah, I don't think I ever pooped the bed. Yeah. Uh, more Tech Talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi, how are you? Good afternoon. Thank you for making us a part of your Thursday with Paul. I'm Aaron. We'll have coverage at that time of Texas Tech basketball as they take on Sam Houston this evening, the Bearcats. Uh, tip off at 7 from the USA. Again, pregame coverage starting at 6 here on Double T 
seven, three. Um, we'll have the Alamo Bowl at nine mm-hmm. tonight. Arizona and Oklahoma on one hundred point seven. The score. We have bowl coverage really for the rest of the day yeah. uh, for you right now on one hundred point seven. The score. The Pinstripe Bowl going on right now. Twenty eight seventeen. Rutgers over Miami. Nine fifty one left to play in the fourth quarter. Pop Tarts Bowl. NC State. In Kansas State, a pair of ranked teams uh, is going to get underway in about 30 minutes, uh, roughly. And then again, the Alamo Bowl at 9 um, on 100.7, the score. And then tomorrow, uh, we get some uh, some some biggies, kind yeah. of. You Cotton Bowl, mm-hmm. right? Missouri and Ohio State. Buckeyes have apparently not sold out their allotment, so it'll probably be a pro-Missouri crowd there in oh, Dallas. Sure. Um, they're probably a, a, a bit more excited about going to the Cotton Bowl yeah, than Ohio say. State is. Um, Clemson and Kentucky is an interesting kind of regional matchup tomorrow morning is. in the Gator Bowl. Uh, I, I don't know that Clemson is just jacked to be there, but still an interesting, again, regional matchup. And then Oregon State, Notre Dame, and the Sun Bowl. Um, these are two ranked teams. Um, Oregon State has a chance to win nine games, which yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Notre Dame is obviously a, a premier opponent for them. They're a, a slight favorite. Six points there are, are the Irish. And then uh, the Liberty Bowl, Iowa State and Memphis. Um, that is a, a home game for the Tigers. Yeah, it is. Still heavy underdogs, 10.5 points. Uh, the uh, Cyclones are favored. The Cyclones are an interesting team because 7-5, and five, not sexy. They lose to Ohio earlier in the year in mm-hmm. Athens. You know, they they... You know, get their annual loss to Iowa. Goodness, uh, but six and three in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and you know they are within a touchdown of Kansas. Uh, they're within ten points of Texas in Ames, and I think their quarterback, kind of defying all odds, was was pretty good after their starter from last year got kind of caught up in that gambling scandal. Yeah. Rocco Becht. Yeah, that was bad. Um, they're going to be a team. That's going to be a problem next year. I think they will be too. You know, I, I think an excellent coaching staff knows how to get their kids prepared for games of any magnitude, and really, probably outside of Oklahoma, gave Texas one of its best runs of the year as far as an opportunity to to get the upset there. And yeah, I I I would uh, I always approach. Iowa State with that kind of a degree of trepidation because you're kind of worried. You always have those uh, those visions of Seneca Wallace dancing in your head, sure. so to speak, and that <laughs> that creates problems for anybody. But yeah, I, I think that's one that uh, uh, once again, that's another team that it would not shock me whatsoever in the new alignment of the Big Twelve if they're not somewhere in the top third of the conference. You know, speaking of the playoff. Um, I was, I would say I was shocked to see this, or at least at the very least surprised. Um, Alabama mm-hmm. has more former five stars on its roster right now than than uh, Texas, Michigan, and Washington combined. Wow, twelve to eight. Washington <laughs> has zero. Yeah, that's not surprising. Michigan has two, and mm-hmm. Texas has six. And one of those five stars for Michigan is a transfer. Um, 
I, I would have thought that it would have been closer there. I'm not surprised that, that Alabama has the most. Right. Uh, but it's not like Texas is, you know, recruiting under some overpass with a coffee cup in their hand, begging True. for spare change. But then, then you think about back to just a couple years ago when Texas doesn't even have a player drafted, you know? I mean, that right there kind of tells a little bit of sure. that tale that you you did just an absolutely pathetic job of recruiting because you completely based that on the name on the front of the jersey and not on the the caliber of player on the field and the quality. And I, I think that probably shows that you, you missed the boat a few years ago and you're still kind of trying to play that catch-up game. And you've got, and if you look at the map as far as the highest-rated five-star recruit per state for this 2024 class, that person happens to be coming to this this town right next year and not down to Austin. And I, I think that also tells a tale that I, most of these kids, I mean, yeah, you've got some other factors in there for Micah, but, man, I, I think these kids – they're exploring their opportunities. Got to give them, get them credit for that. And then you have to also give Alabama credit for just nailing it almost every single time. Yeah, and, and it's like they're they don't have a bunch of portal guys. No, right? It's just it's like twelve five stars and a zillion four stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Like I just. Texas has been bad, right? They, right. Uh, over the last 10 years, they've basically had two good seasons, mm-hmm. with, with this yeah. one being one of them. But still, it's Texas, and they still recruit okay. I think development-wise, it's been a disaster. Oh, yeah. Not as much under Sark. C- clearly, he has got it rolling, um, you, you know, good fit, good coach, etc. cetera. Um, but Tom Herman, Charlie Strong, that group was just it was a waste of time. Right. But they still recruited well because it's Texas. Yeah. And uh, for them to only... Again, quote, only have um, six five-stars was a bit surprising to me. Well, in a, in a state as vast as Texas, I think that's the other problem. They really counted on um, that name on the front of the jersey meaning something to kids in the state of Texas a lot more than I think it did. And not actually being active enough to go and have those conversations with with the high school coaches and having the conversations with the parents as much as they should. And just really took, I think just kind of uh, took for granted what it meant uh, to, to recruit heavy, regardless of what your, how many stars are in front of your name in the state of Texas. That's something that uh, I think right, wrong or indifferent, you're seeing a more of a paradigm shift in there. And that's great because I think that that benefits everybody outside of Austin and College Station when you see more of these other programs get some of these kids that, man, you know, I, I would never have pegged them to go to that university and play, but now they are because they've got some opportunities they didn't have before. So, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. and But, yeah, it does really speak to the power of Alabama. And as we had talked about uh, last time I was on about how many – five-star and four-stars were in the portal for Georgia as well. I mean, you, it, it kind of puts perspective on on what those two programs very specifically have been able to do over the course of the last several years. I think, too, that it, I think the portal and the how widespread these transfers have become, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to take away restrictions on second-time transfers. Because right. if – 
if that remained in place or when that was in place, there was at least some level of uh, caution with transferring because you knew sure. that, hey, if I go here and I don't like it, I'm stuck. Yeah. You know? I'm not going anywhere. But, but now that fear is no longer there. I mean, the the the, the 2022 class at A&M signed that w- was, I think, number one in the country. Yeah, it was. Um, I think half those guys are gone. And, th- again, they signed a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, or I guess two years ago. Um, it's it's It makes me wonder how... Um, if how we evaluate busts and and misses will change because mm-hmm. you know listen if you a change of scenery is not always good no and um the grass is not always always greener just whatever kind of you know saying you want to throw in there um and, and so now i think we're going to have more five stars that don't end up panning out yeah that wouldn't surprise me at all this has been the tech talk podcast Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.